Welcome to the Film Sessions podcast. Today we are excited to feature Amber Stacy. Congratulations on your film being selected for this year's Student World Impact Film Festival. I just wanted to start by asking you to tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure thing. Thanks so much for having me here. It's uh, wonderful to be here. Um, so I am a 3D artist and stop motion animator based in Perth, Western Australia. I come from an extensive background in theatre as a performer and have spent the last 12 years working as a professional designer and multimedia artist across ad agencies, small boutique studios um, and freelancing, doing everything from branding, packaging design, ad campaigns, projection mapping um, and animation for awards nights. Wow, that's incredible to be involved in so much. Um, can you kind of tell us what inspired you to first get started into filmmaking and kind of pursue making films? Yeah, I think I've always been into filmmaking, but never really knew or understood that it was a pathway I could go down growing up. Um, much like game design, really. I was introduced to early Disney films, other animations and old movie musicals when I was very, very young um, and grew up loving the cinema. I think in my heart I've always loved storytelling and being able to escape to another world, whether it be choreographing, dancing, drawing characters in my spare time, um, making home videos and reenacting scenes from movies or tinkering on the piano. I just kind of always immersed myself um, within it, I guess. Um, and at the heart and soul of everything I do is storytelling. The idea of filmmaking as such um, and being able to transfer all my creative energy um, I had into film only actually came to me a couple of years ago when I decided to enrol into my Masters of Animation, Games and Interactivity at RMIT University in Melbourne, Australia. I had been lecturing um, university students in digital media and design and was beginning to get really itchy feet with where I was at in my life creatively. Um, so seeing all my students creating new concepts and stories each week, lit a little fire in my belly and I thought, if not now, when? Um, I'd worked so hard for so long and hadn't really had much opportunity to have creative freedom uh, throughout my work in the design industry. So it seemed like a great opportunity to finally explore my love of animation and games and kind of see where it led. It felt really left field at times. And I know when I decided to do my first animation, I just thought, what are you doing? Um, you have no experience in this. But I don't know, I think my love of texturing and materials, making things in my hands and storytelling and characters kind of all fell into place and came to fruition a bit. Um, and I found myself intertwined in the fascinating world of stop motion, which for me kind of feels like a collision of all my creative passions um, and that it was kind of maybe just always meant to be and that I fell into it at some point. That's incredible. Thank you so much for sharing that. That was great what you said where you were like, if not now, when? That's that's a really great way to look at it. Um, so congratulations again on your film being selected for the SWIFT uh, circuit this year. So if I could just kind of move over to what is your film about the one that was selected for this year's SWIFT festival and then if you could just tell us the title just so the audience knows and the plot a little bit. 
Um, so my film, Stan and Spin, A Plan to Help Stan, is a children's story about a sad little robot <laughs> named Stan and his happy, squishy little alien friend, Spin, who can't understand why his best friend is feeling really sad at the moment. Sven thinks that the best way to cheer Stan up is to make him do lots and lots of fun things and making him super busy. But he soon learns that it isn't quite working and he gets frustrated and annoyed trying to think of what else to do. It's in this moment of frustration and pondering that things begin to change. Um, it's a lovely little story about friendship unconditional love, accepting that it's okay not to be okay, the importance of listening to others and demonstrating that offering someone support doesn't always have to be complicated or too much. Um, it deals with the dense topic of depression in a very simplistic and heartfelt way for young children to connect with and understand. And although the story was written for children, it's essentially has a message for everyone. And um, now I have the great pleasure of converting it into a children's storybook for the writer of the film who initially wrote it as a book and I decided to turn it into an animation first. Um, the aesthetic behind the film was inspired by knowing it was written for a children's storybook. I really wanted to make it feel as though the puppets had popped out from the page um, by keeping all the props they interact with and the background 2D kind of inspired by pop-up books and early works such as the BBC's Paddington Bear. Um, I also wanted to really reflect Stan's mood throughout the aesthetic. Um, so the environment and props are all black and white, very bland and plain to kind of remove any sense of fun. Um, when we think of fun, we tend to automatically think of lots of bright, happy colours. Um, so keeping it black and white allows for the audience to kind of see and feel what Stan is seeing around him. And it allows the puppets to kind of become the core focus in their quest to helping Stan become happy again. Um, the puppets were made with a simple armature using wire and putty uh, and then needle felted with wool around the armature um, for their aesthetic. Working with wool always presents its own sets of <laughs> fun and wonderful challenges, um, but it is a very tactile outcome and it has a sense of warmth with the characters. It also allows for some really strong contour bias around the edges, so helping a rigid character like Stan helps him to feel a little bit more friendlier and approachable. Wow, that is amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, that is incredible. That's going to be, I think you said, a story. It's going to turn into a storybook now, um, and it was based off a children's book. That's really, really cool. Um, so I know you talked a little bit about this and how I think you said that you use kind of like puppets and textures. Um, is there any way you could kind of expand on like the process of making the film, like the animation kind of, and if there were any like, especially like hard moments maybe that you had to overcome while making the film? <laughs> uh, stop motion. <laughs> There's a, a lots of things that go wrong and don't really work um, <laughs> when you try it. This, I guess I had started a, a different animation before this one. And so my goal with this one was to try a similar aesthetic, but in a more physical sense. Um, the other one is a stop motion character in a digital platform um, where this one's very analog and old school through its approach in a more physical way. And so the challenge I had was this, 
in particular was the wool is so light on the characters and there's no real weight to them. So trying to make them walk and balance and just do things <laughs> um, was very challenging. Um, so because of the white and black environment, um, it worked in using whiteboards as the floor and covering them with paper and creating magnets on the bottom of the feet of the puppets. Um, so that it wasn't foolproof, um, but it definitely helped provide a little bit more stability. And I guess when you're trying to interact with 2D props, there's going to be a lot of challenges that come your way. Um, for example, there's a, a scene in the animation where they're both riding a bike <laughs> um, and the bike is flat and 2D. And so I had these physical 3D puppets um, that I was trying to balance on a very thin piece of card and trying to hold the bike up whilst moving the tyres, moving the background to make it look like they were riding, changing their facial expressions throughout each frame. Um, so yeah, that was probably the biggest challenge of the whole animation <laughs> was getting that little bike scene, which is probably the quickest scene out of the whole thing um, to actually work. <laughs> wow. No, that sounds really, really difficult. Um, so that's great that you kind of worked through that. Um, I can't imagine how difficult that must be. Um, so moving into maybe something a little bit more positive, were there any like good moments were making when you were making like this film any good moments while you were working through it um what was really exciting for you um yeah i mean i guess all the little bits where they're sitting side by side um and they're kind of interacting with each other there was some happy little accidents that happened with their um, body movements um, just from bumping each other when we're trying to move them. Um, you know, there was these subtle little movements that occurred and when we had playback, um, we're like, oh, that, you know, it adds just that little bit more to the scene or the emotion. Um, and so, yeah, with their facial features, we, we'd focus so much on the face that um, we'd kind of forget the body at times and, you know, because of the, the lightness of the puppets, like I mentioned, we barely had to touch them to then trigger <laughs> something else on their body. Um, so while we're changing all their facial features, they would accidentally bump each other and they would have all this natural movement which would occur, which turned out really lovely, um, especially on some bench scenes um, throughout throughout the film. So, yeah. Incredible. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, is there any place that the audience would be able to find your film? Are you waiting to release it? Yeah, fortunately it's not quite public yet just because it's still doing some rounds on the film festival circuit. Um, however, in a couple of months it will be available for viewing on my filmmaker's website, amberstacyfilm.com, um, and then my other channels such as Vimeo. So if anyone is interested in seeing it sooner, then by all means reach out to me and uh, I can send you a link to view it, but it will definitely be online in a couple of months. Amazing. Um, while we're on the topic, do you have any other social media handles that you wanted to share that you used to promote your work or was it just the Vimeo and I think the Instagram you stated? 
no, I have Instagram, which I'm pretty active on, um, which is amber.stacy.design. Um, and then on LinkedIn, it's just Amber M. Stacy um, for anyone who'd like to connect. I am going to be setting up a uh, TikTok account in the next week or so, um, just so I can actually share and promote more animation-based things. Um, so, yeah, if you're following me on any of those channels, there'll be an announcement when I get that up and running. Amazing. Um, best of luck. TikTok is always fun. So it's very exciting. Um, kind of moving into other films, have you made any other films in the past um, that you kind of want to share and talk about a little bit? Um, well, I'm currently working on the one which I mentioned before, which started before Stan and Spen. Um, it's called Sultan T. Sloth. And it's about a little sloth that was in lockdown um, during the COVID period. The writer of Stan and Spen wrote a book and they did daily sketches in lockdown of this little sloth um, doing different activities throughout that period. So we turned it into an animation. So I've been exploring the concept of compositing this physical stop motion character in a completely flat 2D environment using traditional hand-drawn animation. Um, so it's two traditional methods of animation combined into one. <laughs> um, so similar to Stan Spen with the 2D props and setting, only it's flat and it's digital. Um, so this is close to being finished. It's taken quite a while due to the process and such essentially having to animate twice. Um, so I'll do all the stop motion animation and then I have to composite that out, which with wool and fuzzy fur, that is a very tedious <laughs> and long process in itself. Um, and then I have to create the 2D environment, the 2D props, and then create the 2D animation around that composited um, stop motion character. So it's a very full on process it's a little bit mad <laughs> to be honest um but you know the aesthetic is really unique um and it's turning out really well so i'm really excited to hopefully start sharing it um by the end of the year but i've also had a baby in that time <laughs> as well um so i was actually heavily pregnant when i filmed stan and spin and trying to reach over the tables to do a little stop motion and huge belly was in the way all the time so <laughs> that was just another challenge of making Stan and Spen I guess um so yeah Stan Sultan's probably the first one I have attempted um but Stan and Spen is the first completed animation that I've done well congratulations that's amazing to make a film while <laughs> pregnant congratulations on that as well um so uh, I just have a couple more questions. Um, do you have any animation work or any other filmmaking work that kind of inspires your own? Any like directors or films that have come to inspire your work? Uh, well, I guess I'm inspired by lots of different people and movies and things. Um, I think in terms of filmmaking, James Cameron is actually a big inspiration of mine. Um, I just love his work ethic and you know, although it takes a long time to get films out, um, it's because of how passionate he is about the topic and he's just wanting to be as creative as possible, push the boundaries, and especially with technology. And, you know, his films turn out amazing because of it. Um, and, yeah, I guess I grew up um, watching Gumby, so Art Floki and Ardman, um, all those guys, they're just, yeah, a really big 
inspiration in general. Um, so yeah. Right. I used to watch those little bit as a kid. Always, always good inspiration. Um, so my last question is just do you have any advice for anybody who's aspiring to maybe work on animation or maybe they're working on one of their first films? Do you have any advice for them? Yeah, follow your heart and play. Um, if you want to tell stories and create films, go for it. I grew up in a poor environment and I didn't have much technology. Um, it took me a long time to save for my first video camera uh, with my first ever job, but, you know, I just took it everywhere once I had it. Um, I was always making home videos and behind the scenes videos in every theatre show I was in. Um, it was it kind of became an extension of me without really realising it. And I wish that my younger self had realised and known that it was actually an option to go down career wise. Um, the great thing about being a filmmaker is you don't need to have a lot of money or a state of the art facility to create something amazing. You can go outside with some mates and have fun on a mobile phone and create something pretty radical and interesting. Or you can create interesting lighting effects with a lamp and some various materials like cellophane. You can create puppets or motion using objects out of everyday items around a house or your yard. You can create different sound effects by exploring the world around you. you make a dolly using a skateboard. Um, whatever, wherever your interests lie in filmmaking as such, there are many options in getting started um, and just playing and learning how to tell a story through film um, without needing a huge budget. So follow your heart and just start telling stories. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. So thank you again, Amber Stacey, for being on the Film Sessions podcast today. It was wonderful having you. Thank you so much for having me.